It's time to hammer. Okay. Oh, I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. The Young Chunks Podcast. Young Chunks! Greetings, friends, listeners, and lossals of the internet. Yeah, everyone. Everyone's welcome here. Thanks for staying after the credits tonight as we discuss Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. I'm one of your favorite hosts, Sean, and with me tonight are your other very favorite hosts, Chris. You're my favorite host, Sean. Aww, and Matt. We can't all be favorites. <laughs> We're all equally <laughs> loved. In the That's eyes true. That was a that was a kind of a stupid statement you made, Sean. There's only there I take my one. I take my love back. Thanks for pointing that out, Chewy. Santa loves e- to give him my each love. of us equally. He doesn't pick favorites. Um, how's everyone get, doing and going? Both. We're going. Well, you know, going. <laughs> it's great. We're all doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm having a good time. I'm glad to be here, guys. Me too. You know, so I, I'm glad to be here. Cool. Um, well, it's to be on another episode too. <laughs> yeah, two in a row. That's kind of a rare occurrence for you. That's unfortunate. That's a, we don't get you as that's much. That's a as chewy ever. record. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys know I'm I'm busy. Everyone, yeah. Okay. Busy, busy little bees. Uh, but it's good to yeah. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Good episodes to have you on. What what a before we get into it, let's. Let's uh, briefly jump into some other things going on. Anybody watch any other movies or shows or read any billboards recently? <laughs> read any billboards? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a, that's a big question again. Um, the, uh, mm-hmm. the Chipotle billboard on the, uh, the uh, eastbound 78 oh, yeah. is always, yeah, the one over by uh, the DMV. That, that billboard is always pretty entertaining. There's, there's this billboard uh, on my way to work up the uh, five that always says, it's a Cox Communications billboard that always says, if you were moving at gig speed, you'd be home already. That, that, one, that one always kind of gets me to chuckle a little. Every how do they know they're? How do you know they're not about to get off the freeway? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that how is know, true. How, how do they? How do they know I'm not? Go, how do they know I'm going home? I mean, most of the time they when don't. I read that, I'm never going home. I'm going to work. <laughs> so that billboard doesn't know me. <laughs> um. Well, aside from billboards, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I don't think we we're supposed to take that seriously. <laughs> yeah, you guys went with it, but I love it. Uh, I uh, I started season two of The Patriot, which was a show we I talked about many many uh, episodes ago. Which um, season two just premiered on Amazon Prime Video. Really good so far, so good, loving it. Is it a sequel good to stuff. Mel Gibson's The Patriot? Yes, season two of the TV show The Patriot is a sequel to Mel Gibson's The Patriot. Okay. The season not one season was one. not though. It's very. Uh... They went in a weird direction. It's a very yeah. interesting maneuver on their part, but I appreciate the risk. It's bold. Amazon's willing to go out there. I give them credit for that. Um, and then uh, Mystery Science Theater, the newest season, just started on Netflix. So I've been watching a few episodes of that. So it's one of my faves. New season, still not, you know, not. I don't know if not as not as good as the originals, but eh, get a chuckle out of it. A good billboard chuckle out of it. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, and I saw this movie called Green Book. Have you guys heard of this movie? Yeah, the one with uh, uh, Mahershala Ali and yeah. uh, what's his face? Yep. You know that 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 the thing is getting good reviews, and I'm hearing Oscar buzz for it. But it looked 
doesn't look good based on the. I thought it was getting. I thought there. it was getting mediocre reviews, but it was still getting Oscar good. buzz. Let me let me take it's, a look at the, the tomato. Oh no, strong the trusty, It's in a strong it? eighty, I think. Is it? Is it? Um, it is. That's, I mean, that sounds like good reviews yeah. to me. I don't know what. I don't know what you want. <laughs> I want. You want your Vigo Mortensen film ninety or better? As I a can't. huge Lord of the Rings fan, you That's demand because it. I don't. I don't settle. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I did not go intentionally to view that film, but A Star Was Born was sold out, so I was like, well, I'm at the theater, oh. and I don't want to go home, so I saw that instead, um, and it was the movie, it was good, it was, um, it was like a movie your grandma's gonna love. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I used to, I used to host, uh. Uh, movie night at the library and it it was always senior citizens it was there was no, never anyone under under 50 in that theater and i saw that ad and i went this is a library movie this is exactly <laughs> yep that's exactly the kind of movie there's, that here's a good everybody. here's a good review snippet you watch green book wishing it were a little better but nonetheless enjoying how very good much of it is thanks to mortensen and ali who make every moment sing I like how this is wishing it were a little better. <laughs> I wish it was a little bit better. Hmm. I can't. Yeah. I can't disagree this, with that. This probably should have been better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Viggo Mortensen is amazing. He is awesome in it. I, he, I think he's one of like he's I, he hasn't been in much recently. I I feel, um, but he's a really good actor. I think like after the you know Lord of the Rings, he got huge. And there was a couple things after that where like, uh, did you guys ever see that East? What, what was that called? Eastern Promises. Where he played that no. Russian mobster. He was fantastic in that. Anyways, he's a really good actor. He's awesome in this. He's the best part of the film. The rest is just kind of, if you've seen the trailer, you know what this film's going to be. And your grandma's going to go, oh, isn't that nice? That's a good film. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, he was in Racism that Captain solved. Fantastic. I forgot about that. Oh, that's right. I never saw that. Anyways, so, yeah. And then um, <laughs> this last weekend, uh, my family went to go see the live uh, uh, touring performance of Wicked. I'd never seen that before, so that was fun. But by your family, did they go without you? They have been multiple times without me. This was the first time but I went with them. You you went with them. Oh, good. Let, I want to talk about that. I actually had I wanted to go see that, but price range didn't it didn't really work out this time. But yeah. yeah, tell tell me about your more of your thoughts on that. Uh, I I I mean I am aware of what it was and where what it is before seeing it and. I, you know, the Defying Gravity, everyone kind of knows that song anyway. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know really exactly what the plot was and the characters and story. So it was good to actually finally, okay, I get it. Um, but I'm a, I, as much as I like try to be a cynical, you know, guy going into these musicals, by the end of the, I'm usually really into it and just eat it up. And yeah, same with this one. I really enjoyed it by the end. Uh, not just, not that the beginning was bad, but <clears throat> you know, it kind of builds and you kind of get emotionally invested more and, obviously the music and every kind of crescendos and i don't know it just it pays off at the end i do think the um the ideas and everything that it was was about were great i I felt like the end the very final like kind of scene was a little i could have done without that um Hmm. if you know what i'm talking about like the with her and fiero kind of going on uh, uh, like yeah i I thought that was kind of like yeah because to me the the obviously the the heart of that is the relationship between her and Glinda 
And right. that, I, I, I wanted that to be the last beat of the of the of the show of the story. Yeah, I guess I guess what do you do when it's gotta it's gotta still lead into the classic Wizard of Oz? You yeah, know, it's, it's kind of you're kind of you're inherently limited by it's such a classic story that yeah. you kind of have there's certain rules you got to follow and things you got to abide by. And that being the case, I I do think that they got around those limitations in really clever ways. Oh yeah, for I, sure. I think I, I think I think I agree with you about the ending. But yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of it where they um you know, they kind of and you're talking about like the the main plot how you didn't really know what it was about. Yeah, I, I kind of knew the same things going into it. I saw it a few years ago, mm-hmm. but I kind of knew the same things going into it. It sounds like you did, but when they kind of got into like this is what the story is. I I was not really expecting kind of the the directions they were taking it. Yeah. So it's still refreshing somehow, even though it's so like, it's so big on our cultural thing that yeah. I was, I was surprised that I was still surprised by it when I saw it. I remember. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was just good to like, Oh, finally see it and kind of um, feel like, Oh, I could be a part of this cultural reference and cultural knowledge now. Uh, so uh, and I would totally see it again. It was, I guess, the the main the main um, actor is the mo- the longest running Alphaba, you know, for Wicked. She's been playing it for I don't know, hmm. um, years and years and years. So, and she was really good. And and the the set design and everything was again like those are always I always enjoy those aspects of it too. And just kind of the weird kind of steampunkish almost kind of aesthetic to mm-hmm. to a lot of the design and and how it kind of all kind of comes together like clockwork a little bit in the background and some of the transitions and stuff um yeah i i, I do a couple lessons about that show in my class and we we talk about the steampunk element and and kind of how like you know when you do a scenic design you have you kind of have to f- pick one idea like one central theme to kind of base everything that you're designing, all the costumes, all the sets, everything. Mm-hmm. And they, they centered on the idea that the wizard is fake and like just kind of the, the whole man behind the curtain, it's all just gears. Yeah. And, and so it's a lot of natural stuff, but all the like kind of the nitty gritty stuff behind it. And I, I thought that that work works really well and it's really interesting visually and it, it sets it apart enough from the original wizard of Oz that it, it kind of makes it its own thing. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but uh, cool, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I've been up to recently. You guys um, been watching or seen anything else? I uh, I've been watching Maniac on Netflix. Oh yeah, I uh, I watched that a couple of weeks ago. I think half. Yeah. I'm I'm about halfway through okay. it. Okay. Um. Uh. The 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 Lemur Adventure just happened. Oh yeah. yeah. That's the last episode <laughs> I watched. Um. Yeah. This is a weird show. Yeah, it's really really interesting. Um. I. Uh, you'll have to tell me, you know, talk about when you finish it because I don't want to like say anything as you know, fear of spoilers mm-hmm. and stuff. But there's a lot I liked about that show. Um, I have some criticism, but ultimately I, I did enjoy it a lot. And I think early on, there's a lot they, they kind of the world they kind of paint and is really interesting. I really like the um, just the world building they do and it kind of being a slight alteration on our basic modern times. And, mm-hmm. It it was kind of disorienting at first because not only are they introducing this world that's really close to ours but not quite the same, they're also introducing this character who's like like schizophrenia is happening, mm-hmm. and so I'm 
it's kind of it's a, it's a lot to take in in the first episode or yeah. two because I'm not sure what's real and I'm not even sure what the show's about yet. Like I didn't yeah. know anything about it when I started, so I it was kind of a it, it it's kind of like getting tossed in the cold water at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I would say I mean just if I had to make a judgment about it right now, just only halfway through it, this feels like someone's like you got to make a Netflix show. Like this feels like Netflix the show. Cause it, it like, it, it's got like, it's got like kind of, even just like the title cards and a lot of the design, it's got kind of that, like a bit of that eighties nostalgia that's yeah. real big right now with it. Like, and you see in like stranger things and other things, but then it also feels so far, like just a really long episode of black mirror. So like I could <laughs> yeah. see, I could see them. I don't know where the story's going, but I could, could, I could see them distilling this thing into like a black mirror episode and it would feel right at home in that series. So um, I'm curious to see where it ends up, but it's it's pretty wacky. Yeah, it's wacky, and f- I, I I think it's a fun, just a fun ride the whole way through for the most part. So it's intriguing. Yeah. It, it definitely wants me to keep watching every time an episode ends. I'm like, man, where's this gonna go? Yeah. So I'm enjoying that. Uh, what else? Um, I'm still playing everything I was playing last time. I was talking about still playing Spider Man, Taylor's Principle. Um, yeah, having a good stuff with that. Cool. Good, 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 good time. Yeah. Noise. What about who else? Who else? Who else still needs to share? Chris. Uh, I mean, I don't really have much to share. You've been in a coma last, since the last recording. I fell into a coma. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I started rewatching Samurai Champloo. Uh, just uh, share it with my significant other, and uh, I hope she's liking it so far, but. Yeah, other than that, uh, just I got Maniac on my list to watch, but I'm also trying to finish off Dragon Quest Eleven and just general life football. Football season's wrapping up, fantasy football, so that's taking. Well, cro- cross uh, cross Maniac off your list list so we can uh, we can do an episode. Because it's a thing I'll have actually seen. Because I feel like a lot of a lot of these things I can't partake in because I haven't seen the thing. So I've actually seen this one. All right, I'll bump it up. It's only ten episodes. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Cool. Before we start, before we start, can we talk about the Cowboy Bebop live action series a little? (laughs) I guess so. I don't have much to say about it. Netflix just announced. Yeah. Say your (laughs) say your thoughts, Chris. Get them out there. How can this possibly work in live action? Like, I mean, I guess uh, yeah. it's ground. I guess it's grounded enough that it can work in live action. But I, I feel like, I feel like it shouldn't. Like, it just shouldn't work in live action. Uh, I mean, I the thing is that like now, now with just how far everything's come with CG and basically the ubiquitousness of it and how we essentially take for granted that there's cg in everything now i'm not as reticent to say that this can't work live action than i would have been 10 years ago Mm -hmm. i still don't know if it needs to be live action but i eh, i I could see it live action i guess is what i'm saying like like if i I could see a avatar live action i think i could see a cowboy bebop live action I guess I'm just well, curious. I'm not sold on Avatar Live <laughs> Action. Well, so, I, I'm either, not necessarily so. sold on the idea of them doing one, but I could I, I could see them doing a live act. Like, the live actionness of it is not what is 
Well, it's one of the things that's... <laughs> Anyways, yeah. never mind. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I guess, I, I mean, there's very little known other than they just announced that it's a 10-episode deal or whatever. And yeah. it, I don't know, it just has me thinking, of like, 10 episodes, the original series was 26, I think. And I just, I, I wonder, are they just going to retell the story? Or because of how episodic the original series was, are they just going to do, like, side stories in that universe with the main characters or whatever you know kind of like the movie just kind of came out after the show yeah. right but it, it was just like another journey of I'm, theirs yeah. i guess i imagine um, it'll be i i and i kind of hope too that they're each episode is a completely different adventure it's gonna be a somewhat retelling you know using the structure mm-hmm. of this the original series and i think that would probably I, i'd be okay with that I would feel. I think it'd feel silly just them trying to remake an exact episode into a you know a live action version of it. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Um, I'm but curious. I'm also, I'm also curious if they're going to get uh, Yoko Kano back for the music, mm. since that's probably the most prolific thing of the show, right? Like yeah. everybody, everybody knows the music. Well, right. we'll have to wait and see. They didn't even say a date or anything, did they? No, they're just like, this is yeah. happening. Cool. Well, that's breaking news as of today at the time of recording. Um, oh, also. You heard it here first. You heard that this <laughs> thing existed here first. Um, also, this, this is. won't be up tonight. This is not super relevant, but I did tease it before we started recording. <gasps> Little sneak peek audience behind, you know, the curtain. Um, so do, did you, have you guys, have any of you guys ever read the Artemis Fowl books? Was that a thing? That... Oh, that thing. No, I, uh, I, nope, nope. Okay. I didn't either, but the trailer <laughs> came out and like, yeah, is it a thing? I don't know. I remember those. I, so I think I was I'm reading, aware of a book was, called that, but. I was reading up a little bit about it. So apparently it came out shortly after the Harry Potter yeah. books, right? And I guess it actually had a pretty big following enough that it kept, they kept making more and more books. It was kind of along the lines of Harry Potter at the, not like exactly like wizarding world stuff but you know like kind of fantasy with a little human twist or whatever and i guess it was popular so they're a little late on the whole movie thing yeah i mean i i I don't have any strong interest personally but i'm just curious if you guys had ever read the books or had any attachment to the franchise or anything so but since not nope no one cares (laughs) strike it from the records it looks like um, uh, right. big, that Big Fat Liar movie. That's what it reminded me of. I don't know why. The one with what? Paul Giamatti? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know run why. The back it lot just at yeah, yes. something, something about this movie, just like the way the trailer looked and everything, I was like, Big Fat Liar just came to the front, forefront of my mind. I don't know why. That was the first thing I ever saw Paul Giamatti in, and that might have been one of the first big roles that he had. So when he started popping up in stuff like Sideways and like other like and like Cinderella Man and other actual real movies, I went, well, the, "The guy from Big Fat Liar." <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I was not expecting that career trajectory, but all right, cool. It was that was where Frankie Muniz and Paul Giamatti's careers met on the way up and down. <laughs> <laughs> ironically paul giamatti going up and frankie Muniz going down which you would not expect based on their age but nope also uh also julia white was in that movie steve urkel <laughs> and he played himself and uh-huh. he had a character arc that he was upset about people only knowing him as steve urkel speaking of julia white <laughs> oh what where could this possibly be going let's talk about the movie of the night <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry. He was in it, wasn't he? Who, who would he have possibly what? been? Sonic. Was he? Julia White hasn't voiced, voiced Sonic since the mid-90s. You sure that wasn't him? He was not Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm going to look. Gonna, okay. I gotta look. Lead us into this conversation, but I'm going to okay, find out yeah. who well, Sonic. Okay, yeah. Well, we're going to jump in. We'll start. We must we'll... know. We all watched uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Ralph Breaks the Internet came out last week, and uh, so we're getting into it. Um, yeah, we'll talk about spoilers. This this film isn't super spoiler. Ah, it right, wasn't. But... It wasn't. It was Roger Craig okay. Smith. Sonic was... Not, it says modern, yeah. stupid, talky voice. <laughs> they got the character, the guy who plays him normally. I don't know what you, honestly, what you were expecting, Sonic. He hasn't. Delilah hasn't been Sonic in like decades. I just wanted to hope, Chewy. I wanted to hope, but isn't that really what like, this movie is about? Hope. I nope, just, you would know. It's not that you would know. It, it, his voice is distinctive enough. You would know immediately that is Jaleel White. But since you had to look it up, like no. Uh, but Anthony Daniels was in it. Oh, cool. So that was... All right, let's talk about okay. it. Sean, lead us in. Okay, uh, Rekorov 2, um, follow-up. So Rekorov 1, I enjoyed a lot. I think I saw it four times in the theaters, and this is one of my favorite Disney animated films, especially modern Disney animated. Um, and this one was good. I enjoyed it. It was not as good as the first, though, at least not in my opinion. Um, I won't say that it didn't have a certain charm. I don't think it was as funny, though, so that was part of it. Mm. Um, and I think just in a lot of ways, it was, it was maybe a little broader, whereas the first one was partially the reason I liked it because it was about video games. And so I have a mm-hmm. personal interest in that. And this one, as much as it's had that aspect to it, it, it also just kind of was like all over the place in terms of, uh, subject material. And for the most part, it was fine, but I do feel that some, some of those kind of topics were a little, I don't know, like I said, broad. For lack of a better term. I get you. Yeah. Um, but overall, I did. I thought it was good. I I liked overall uh, the ideas and some of the themes that it presented. I thought they were interesting and mature. Um, and I have some interesting thoughts in terms of just the the IP and the branding and kind of a lot of what the content of the film is. It, it has some weird, interesting implications, and I don't know. Anyways, but I don't know. That's me. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty close to where you're at. Um, I would say that this of the current, what's known as the revival era of Disney animation, I would say that Wreck-It Ralph is probably my favorite now that kind of a lot of the dust has settled. Um, and part of that is kind of the reasons why it's that you mentioned, um, it, it kind of felt like a movie for us because of the video game culture, culture behind it. And a lot of that stuff, it, it kind of seemed like a movie that I wasn't expecting to get, especially not out of Disney. Also, the fact that it was a Disney movie, so that really felt like really personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie was missing kind of that element because it shifts away from the video game culture aspect yeah. of it. There's a little bit in there, but it definitely shifts away. Um, I was not as excited about this movie going into it as I was the first one um, because, like, okay, yeah, the internet, internet jokes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That didn't seem as appealing to me. Um, and... Uh, uh, it also had a little bit of a. I never saw it, but it had a little bit of like emoji movie feeling to it, like mm, I, just yeah. k- kind of a, like we're doing this personified internet thing. Um, so I wasn't super um, super feeling it, but I, I'm happy with what I got. Um, I would. I still think the first one I, I like a little bit more. Um, I think the first one has definitely has a tighter script. Yes, and I think I, agree. Um, I, I think the first one definitely does a better job of kind of like establishing the rules of the universe and then kind of all right here's the story we're following these rules 
kind of like in the way that the movie Inception doesn't do very well. Because like if you think of that movie, the first half of it's just an instruction manual for the second half of the movie. Yeah. And Wrecked Ralph, the original, kind of is the same way, and uh, but not in a way that's distracting. Like it's still you're still invested in the story and the characters, and yeah. and uh, and I I really I'm I really loved that first one, and it's kind of this these were big shoes to fill, and I would say they almost filled them. Yeah, but yeah, I was yeah I I agree from all those points. Chris, what is your take? Uh, I mean, I I more or less agree with you guys across the board. It 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 was fun. Uh, it it was definitely a well crafted movie. Uh, like Chewie, I would probably rank the first Wreck It Ralph pretty high in the revival. This one, I think, would fall a little bit more towards just like the middle. Just kind of like, yeah, it exists. It had its fun, but all in all, I felt like everything it was trying to say was I like I don't know. It just felt kind of predictable which isn't always like a, a terrible thing but at the same time it just it, it made it come off a little surface level i guess hmm. i don't know like i gotta disagree with you wholeheartedly there but go ahead go, go ahead and continue i mean i don't know it it just it didn't really resonate with me like i felt uh, i i don't know <laughs> like i felt the whole arc with uh ralph having to deal with letting go of his one good friend or whatever like i don't know it just didn't it it didn't like hit me deep or anything like that it just felt kind of surfacey for hmm. an arc i think i think i understand what you're saying i maybe if it didn't hit you that's why it didn't resonate with you and that that's fine i think to me i agree kind of like i i I, it didn't resonate with me but i also don't necessarily think that was means it was surfacey like i still think it was like i said i liked the theme and like what the film is kind of trying to present as an idea i i get that if it doesn't resonate with you you're not going to be as attached to it but i I don't necessarily think it's because it was too surface level if that makes sense i I, definitely not that it's surface level and again i'm going to go back to talking about a little bit about the first one but um I was really impressed that the first one attempts to take on a story that's about like a schlubby guy having a midlife crisis, mm-hmm. and like that's that's the, your basis of your fun like cartoon animated Disney movie. And I thought that that that's a that's a difficult premise and kind of theme and story to take on, and they did a really good job of it. And I think that they had a kind of a bolder, I like central message in this one, and and I I kind of see this. It's it's kind of about like toxic relationships and toxic friendships Mm -hmm. and like you kind of like you have to and it's about boundaries right and and i think that teaching kids like like boundaries are a thing that needs to exist and sometimes even if you love someone you can't overstep those boundaries and it's it's healthy to kind of draw lines and to establish and recognize when you're in a friendship that like is not good for one or both of the people in that friendship i i think that is amazing i think that's an incredible message to send little kids and do it in a way that is understood um maybe they didn't do it as cleanly as they did their message in the first movie but i think that it's i think it's it's pretty bold of them to to kind of center their their story around that that idea i mean i guess i i I think i understand what you're saying i don't know if i agree with the way you put it per se because i mean it's not like they their friendship was viewed as being toxic to one another right because they're still friends at the end of the movie it's just a matter of of being able to recognize when someone needs something new or needs needs to move on to something else right and not 
purposefully holding them back for your own maybe not purposefully but but we don't always do bad things purposefully though that's the thing well no no i mean but the, the, but he was still trying to do things to hold her back, right? That's what I mean by personally. Mm-hmm. Not not like he was right. intending to hurt her, but he was specifically for his own good trying to keep her with him, right? Right. So absolutely, that's what I mean by purposely. But like, I mean, they were still friends in the end. It was never like that was in danger per se, right? Yeah, I mean, right off the bat right. after the whole thing, she's like, "I never said we weren't friends. I just said you're acting like an idiot." Right, like right, exactly, and that's why I also like that the resolution in the movie is kind of is kind of bittersweet, right? Like, yeah, this is what they need, and they still love each other, and they can still, and it's kind of like you have, you cut, you have like everybody has their friendships in their lives where you maybe you're really close at one point, but after a while you kind of grow apart and you don't see each other for maybe months or years at a time, but then when you do, like it's like old days, right? Like everything. Mm-hmm everything's great right and but like maybe sometimes some of those situations happen because it's necessary right and 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 that it's not a typical disney ending i don't think right like you would you would think you would expect disney when you think of disney and you think of cliche happy endings and fairy tales and all that junk you'd expect them to have their yeah we're friends forever and you know, when we, you've already achieved that at the end of the first movie, where do you go? But like, oh, maybe this isn't good for us. Maybe, maybe we have different goals and we have different. And I, I, I really respect that, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's yeah, that's. I mean, I touched on it too. Same thing with the like I meant by the themes and the ideas and stuff. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I do think it's a subtle. I, I, I like you're saying it is pretty complex thing and in that regard it's not predictable um i do think just in terms of the story yeah you're right chris yeah. it wasn't really like you know whoa that's crazy wasn't expecting that in terms of the story sure yeah that was pretty cool but in terms of the, the relationships i guess is ultimately right. where i was not i did not necessarily see that coming um but mm-hmm. i do think like it is and but it's important to point out that it wasn't like you were saying chris it, it's not that they were not friends at the end or that they were um, like, you know, despairing, disparring their friendship. I think there's a subtle thing and it's important to note that like it, the, the current state of where they were at the beginning of the film um, was kind of holding Vanellope back, or at least she wasn't growing as much as she, she could be as a person. And that doesn't mean that the friendship was toxic or it doesn't mean that um, the friendship oh, yeah, was sure. bad. I guess what I'm saying is that like the end of the film is bittersweet, but it's not that they're not friends anymore. I think it's important to understand no. that. I think that they are still just as much friends and in some ways better friends at the end of the film than they are at the beginning of the film. And I, I absolutely. So I, I guess that's where I just want to, to me anyways, like I, I think it would have been a much more like, I, I don't like depressing, I think sad ending if they were like, well, yeah, we're not friends anymore. Like that, I would that would have been bold for Disney to do, and also I don't know, I don't yeah. think I would have liked it either. But uh, also, no. Also, uh, thinking back to like the pacing of the movie, which I don't think it was bad, but it's it does come off a little odd now that I think about it. Was okay. So the beginning of the movie, right? She's feeling like stale. She's like, my life is kind of stale. I only have three mm-hmm. tracks, you know, stuff like that. But her friendship with Ralph is still really strong, right? They have no problems. Ralph even, right? Ralph even yeah. comes in. He's like, I'm going to make you a new track. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah you're the best. Blah, blah. So they're, they're still having a good time. It's yeah. not until later in the movie, they go to the internet. They're still kind of focused. And then they they find, oh, we need to get the car. That's That's when she's like, oh, there's so much more, right? Yeah. So it's not even like at the beginning. It's not... 
and, yeah, and I mean, this I is I guess I'm this saying. is kind of yeah this kind of goes to the the good part uh, point of it right is the fact that you see a very clear evolution in Vanellope throughout the movie because yeah. what mm-hmm. she wants is constantly growing throughout the movie yeah um one thing I don't know this I, I couldn't help but think of this and this might sound super pretentious but what did you guys ever read in in high school or something the doll a doll's house by mm-hmm. Henrik Ibsen Nope. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's super pretentious. He's a Scandinavian author during like the 1800s. But look it up. Look it up on Wikipedia. It's kind of the same idea. Um, but it's basically about this woman who has the perfect life and she's, you know, doted upon by her husband and her family. And throughout the course of the play, she grows and realizes that, like, you know, just because I have this really well manicured perfect life. I'm basically being held back at the end of the play. She leaves her like, and at the time it was really controversial. Like imagine that from the 15 in the 1800s. Yeah. So obviously it's not quite the same thing in the historical context of Wreck-It Ralph 2. It does not quite match that of (laughs) that play, but in terms of the themes and stuff like that, it was hard for me not to think of that. And that's ultimately kind of what it is about is this like, yeah, she it's Ralph was giving her the perfect life, but that doesn't mean that it was the perfect life. Mm-hmm. If you know, <laughs> to absolutely exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, um, well, moving past the kind of heavy thematic stuff, um, well, not moving past it. We'll keep talking about it, but um, just getting into some other things. Uh, I mentioned how I, I, in general, I didn't think it was quite as funny as the first one, um, with a few exceptions. One, a surprising exception, is the Disney princess scene because they definitely marketing wise shoved that down our throats but honestly when i was in the theater watching that scene i laughed more at that scene than any of the other scenes <laughs> it was still funny to me um, are you talking about when they she first encounters them or like the climax at the end well, actually the... both well the climax was surprising <laughs> that's because i obviously did not see that coming i thought they were going to be the you know one scene joke throwaway, but then it's like oh they right. actually come back so that was surprising and funny but but the scene at the beginning or the first scene too was really funny the, the, the stuff in the trailers but then they went beyond that i cannot stop laughing when Vanellope does her own song, just, oh, oh, that was, that was great. <laughs> and she does a little jig at the end, and then I just like busted up when they did yeah. the Batman Disney logo. I don't know why that oh, was yeah. so funny. I, thought, I don't know. Anyways, um, but aside from a few things here and there, I I, I didn't think it quite had. And it wasn't quite as funny. I don't know. What did you guys think? I I have to wonder if that is partially what we we're talking about before, where like it was a lot of video game humor. Before yeah, that. yeah. And I'm like, a lot of the humor that they, the jokes that they do with the internet subject matter, kind of, it's like, yeah, okay, that's the joke I would expect you to make there. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt, too. I think, too, is there's, I guess there was a lot of times where I thought, oh, that's clever, but not, like, funny. Like, not laugh out loud funny. Like, oh, that that was a clever, that's funny what they did there. Like, I'm thinking it, but I'm not, like, Mm -hmm. I'm just still sitting there watching. Like, I mean, I guess I think the beginning of the movie was probably the funnier part to me when they were still focused on like video game jokes like i was just trying to remember any jokes that i remembered from this movie and i guess the one that stands out was when they were talking about how uh sagat manscapes or yeah mm-hmm. and his, his little weird like ankle hair yeah. puffs or whatever i thought that was cute um yeah that was funny and i think also too maybe it's because i missed a little bit some of the are you know the characters from the first one because really except for ralph and and vanellope all the other characters from the first one kind of aren't or they kind of take a back seat they're just kind of 
Yeah. They're a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I really like Felix and yeah, Calhoun exactly. from the first movie, and they, they show up at the beginning at the end. I wasn't, I was, I guess, I don't know, because the trailer doesn't really show them very much, but I wasn't expecting them to just basically be cameos. I was yeah. hoping for a little bit more out of them. Cause especially because that first movie takes the time to develop all those characters and make me like all of them. Yeah. So it, it seems kind of weird to just toss them aside. I thought there could have been something for them to come along the adventure, like you know maybe it's yeah. a bit samey but like oh we got a something's going on in the arcade and we need vanellope or raft to come back so we need to go look for him and they have their own little exactly little but now they're married because of the first one so their relationship is different and that, that would have been fun to play with I, I guess at the very least i was kind of expecting them to cut back to that as a like a b plot that but you know mm-hmm. them with the oh, with kids the, yeah somewhere, but they never do i mean i guess it wanna it would have felt forced i guess i don't know how they could have made that feel relevant in the story but i don't know i was mm-hmm. expect you know I, I was expecting more of them and so i was kind of disappointed like oh i guess we we're not gonna they're not really in this movie um i think also just because a lot of the new characters weren't i don't think i liked them as much that could be mm-hmm. it um so it was just like oh i wanted to see felix and Kaloon and i don't know um I like the uh, I like the the pop up ad character, uh, the, yeah. the, the the green guy that takes him to the dark net. By Bill, the way, Bill Hader, going to the yeah. going to the dark net. I don't know how I feel about that in an animated <laughs> Disney movie. <laughs> that was that was weird. It was. But, weird. Um, I thought I liked that character, and I thought like his little like monster weird cousin guy thing? with yeah. the arms. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, that was. I didn't understand. Was <laughs> what was that supposed to be? I don't know, but it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why, because it was so weird looking. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I uh, liked him all right. Um, but like, but if I'm thinking about the other new characters, you got like, like Gal Gadot. I don't remember her name. Or Shank, I guess. Like Shank, she yeah, was fine. She was okay, I guess. And they were just like, little... we're, "You're cool, gal. Let's just make a animated version of you. Just <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool as a cucumber." <laughs> And the uh, the the algorithm character at YouTube uh, yes. yeah. didn't, didn't really work for me. Yeah, so much. Yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Just kind of they're like, okay, they're sure they're there. They didn't really do anything. Yeah, there was never any moments with them where I just like really loved it. So as as we're talking about this, and I'm thinking more and more about it, you know, it is actually really weird that there is no B plot in this movie. Right? Yeah. It, it makes it almost makes it feel. A little bit more like a straight to what you would expect from like a straight to DVD plot, right? Because it's like why most most big movies like this have some sort of B plot, some sort of break up in the action, right? It, well, they kind of do because at some point when Ralph's doing his viral YouTube thing, the two characters yeah. separate and they do yeah. they do kind of have the plot. They cut back and forth. It's not quite as defined and it doesn't last as long. But I would say that they still do that in this yeah. movie. It is funny though because now that you say that too, I am thinking. Although I was, I'm thinking in, in the first film, I don't remember exactly how they structure the, you know what the main through line is and then what the side stories are in that at least not off my mm-hmm. memory i can't remember anyways but yeah it is kind of inter- weird and only in half yeah what is it halfway through the film do they actually split up up until then it's pretty much you know straightforward ralph and vanellope all the time so yeah mm-hmm. um uh i want to talk about the virus for a second oh i want to talk about that too but go ahead yeah all right i was gonna say so i was definitely on board with 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 its introduction right like the idea of it finds insecurities and as soon as I said insecurity, I, I immediately thought, oh, her glitch, right? Yeah. The, the fact mm-hmm. that she glitches yeah. and stuff like that. And that makes 
absolute sense and they do it right they they yeah. follow that they're like oh she's glitching it recognizes that it's spreading that glitch so then when the very next thing they do is he gets out and it sees that ralph a very solid program is just yeah. crying a little bit that that somehow relates as an insecurity that yeah. a computer program would... No, but it, his insecurity was his relationship with Vanellope, which well, is why it manifested I mean, I into such that, a monster. I get that, but it completely goes the opposite direction well, of the I, computer thing. I get, like, because obviously it's a metaphor, blah, blah, but it, I feel like it's a it's a case where they, they, the vehicle of the metaphor disappears, and now it's no longer a metaphor because you were literally just using his emotional insecurity as yeah. a plot. Like, like... That's you know what mm. I'm saying, like yeah, I get that. That doesn't so much bother me about that. I think that idea still works, but what really bothers me is that the whole idea of the virus, from a plot standpoint, feels a bit contrived. Yeah, um, because I, I, it, it's, it's hard, it's impossible for me not to relate it to the first movie because mm. the entire first movie's climax is basically a virus. Yeah. But what I was talking about er- earlier with how the first movie felt, the script felt tighter, and how it, it does a good job of setting up things and paying them off later yeah the whole movie everything that happens throughout the movie builds to that climax because they establish the hero's duty game they establish that the bugs turn into what they eat yeah right and then we can't let the bugs out the bugs get out yeah the whole movie there's this rising tension that we know that the bug is loose in sugar rush but they don't and and then when we find out king candy's bad and then it eats king like it's this whole sequence of events that feels more like a virus, actually. Yeah. Because it starts small and then it gets out of control and it spreads. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, God, how do we how do we fix this? Where is in this movie, it has still like, okay, we're going to end the climax with a fight against a virus. Just like the first movie. But in this movie, we're going to say, here, here's a virus. Here we go. Here's one. We bought it at the store. And we're going <laughs> to yeah. put it. And they say, now make sure you don't let this loose out of the game. So, of course, you know that's what's going to happen yeah, immediately. Yeah. And so it just feels a little... A little bit lazier than the first yeah, movie. I agree. And that idea. There's not the same build. And, and even on a certain level is when it does replicate Ralph, like at first it's kind of like kind of funny, I suppose, but it doesn't build to that. So the big threat of a giant Ralph hasn't been like, at least plot wise, no. been built up to. You haven't been like anticipating it. So the threat and the action, you haven't, you know, been building this up in your mind. It's just like, oh, all of a sudden there's the big bad right out of nowhere not to mention before the whole virus stuff gets introduced it feels like the plot hits a dead end yeah because they're the whole idea the whole plot okay we got to raise enough money to buy the steering wheel we did it and we bought the steering wheel and then yeah never mind i'm gonna stay in i'm gonna stay in the internet and then i could just feel the writer going all right well we need more conflict (laughs) we need the next thing to happen so that we can end the movie so yeah there's two there's two moments where I feel like it's you could see the writer's hand in the plot in terms of yes. it feeling forced. And one and there's one for each character. And it's one when Vanellope goes to the uh, Grand Theft Auto game um, <laughs> without telling Ralph. Like I I get that she would go to the game, but I to me it felt a little false that she would not say anything to Ralph. She would not let Ralph know or whatever it is. But then the other more important thing, or at least the more obvious, is when Ralph is just like, no, she's being controlled. Like, what? Why would you think that? Like, her her brain has been 
um, yeah, uh, I remember uh, that scene. I what, thought that hip, was hypnotized or whatever. What does what does he say? Like she's been under mind control. She that's not really her. I have to go. Like what? Like I get that you don't want her there, and you got to have some sort of conflict. But it felt like a really hackneyed kind of lazy. We got to get from point A to point B. Just here, we got to throw this in there. We, it just has to be done, and it just felt really. Yeah, I don't know. Lame. <laughs> I kind of feel like that was him being in denial about like their them growing apart. Like I don't feel like he actually on like a actual level went, Oh no, this is actually what's happening. She's gotta be I, I feel like it's him rationalizing like Well yeah, no, I I, I suppose you know, I and, understand that, but I just felt like even from a writer's perspective like it felt off character from Ralph. Like like I yeah. like it just felt weird like even if he was rationalizing, which I mean he was rationalizing, yeah, I get that. But it it felt so forced. Like she was being mind con- like even he would Think of a better like, way to rationalize it. I think it would have served the plot's purpose a little bit better if he had just flat out said, "It's just like she doesn't know what's best for her," or something like that. Kind of yeah, like exactly like that's I agree what I with mean. That. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, though, but those were those are the points where I was just like, "Oh, okay." If it wasn't for those actions that I felt were kind of off character, the the movie, the, the third act of the film wouldn't happen. <laughs> there would. Be I no also third. felt I felt like the 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 part where he finds the the comments and stuff. I didn't feel like that yeah. had a lot of purpose because it it was resolved well, within I, I, that very yeah, that's scene. A, <laughs> it was just like because that's the thing is that like he he you see the science has comment section and I went, and I go oh yeah. no like yeah and I go one this is this ooh this is interesting because this is really yeah. clever because we all know avoid comment sections especially in today's day and yeah age. it is funny too comments, the room is comment. empty like another comment like everyone in the internet knows <laughs> to avoid the comment section. Right, yeah. and and so I'm sitting here like bracing for impact about how this is going to affect the story because it yeah. feels like it's going to be a major turning point, and at the same time going, yes, good, okay, cool, like awesome. Let's and, see a G-rated comment. Yeah, section. it's sad. Yeah, but it doesn't. But it doesn't really. It, um, it it doesn't really go anywhere. Like it, it, the flip side of it is that the the my favorite scene in the first movie is when um, like Ralph has to break Vanellope's go kart. Yeah. because it like it, it goes and it, he, you're following them develop this friendship and he's teaching her how to drive and all that and then like he like he has to break it to save her but he's like he looks at his hands and he's like i'm the bad guy because i break stuff and it's got it's got that nice little moment and yeah. it's emotional like i feel like there was something they could have done with the comment section yeah. thing that could have been this movie's that moment and it just I don't know. They couldn't quite put the pieces together. Exactly. That's what, like, I I felt like it it was a string, and then that scene happened, and it was just like, oh, that just got cut off. It didn't lead anywhere. And then the next scene, or really close by, is the scene when he's waiting for Vanellope, and he finds out that she is in the game, and they just have to manufacture a string, you know, a, a a lead on that side. It's like, just... They could have tied those together somehow and made them somehow. And I don't yeah. know how. I can't think of it either. But I feel like there was a wasted opportunity somewhere. Yeah, I agree. There. I mean, it does speak to his maybe emotional state of mind, and that's all great. But I, I do feel like they could have done a better job of conveying it through an actual, like you know, his actions and in the, in the towards the plot better. I suppose instead of just like mm-hmm. the the background of like. His attitude. I don't know. Anyways, things like that, though, what you were perfectly what you said. It's not as tight a script as the first one. Um, and those were some of the bigger things about this one that I felt like were more obvious in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, 
we touched upon it, but um, the world of the internet and is like pretty broad. They did a, they covered a lot of stuff, and for the most part, I do think a lot of the stuff was clever. Like I said, um, but I it did conjure up a lot of questions, which you shouldn't ask in movies like this. But <laughs> like there were just things like there would be characters in the internet. So, you know, personifications mm-hmm. of of algorithms or whatever it is who have cell phones themselves. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, why does Yes have a cell phone? It, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it was almost Cars level of this. Uh, it's th- It did veer into Cars level territory of logic. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because I did have to... I didn't find myself having to question how the universe worked in the first movie. Yes, exactly. Um, it, I it felt the first one just me. like, oh, okay. And this yeah. one, and I, every step of the way, I'm going, okay, wait. So all these icons are are representations of real, actual humans. So now yeah. we have a place where these video game cartoon, not real people can interact with, but on a limited basis. And there's there's human money and consequences that affect the real world not just the video game world so you're getting kind of i don't know you're getting you're getting into weird territory you're getting <laughs> you know that over ambitiousness makes it kind of harder to make keep everything yeah. making sense yeah exactly it's just kind of th- and like again you really shouldn't need to think about all this stuff but it, it, i guess i guess if nothing else just the fact that I was distracted by these questions as usually an indicator that they didn't do a great job of immersive immersing, you know, the viewer in, mm-hmm. like you said, in the first film, I did not have these questions. It made a sort of sense in the world. And I was like, okay, yeah, I buy it. I get it. But there was too much like, in this one. That I was like, wait a second. What? <laughs> the most distracting thing is about the fact that uh, a digital video game character can somehow go viral on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Like, what it, a so digital what they, video uh, game character somehow made over twenty thousand dollars, right? And well, but like, where were they? Where filming? was the money even stored? Right. I have to. I have, here's here's the biggest because this that, that was the biggest thing that took me out of the logic of this universe is that, um, okay, we're watching an animated movie. Like on our level, we're watching an animated movie. Yeah. So everything looks animated. All the people look animated, but so yeah. does Ralph. So does Vanellope. But the animated people are watching animated ralph through their youtube app what is what does he look like to them does he look like a real human because they're because they're animated in the yeah. same way so if we're if i'm supposed to look at an animated real life person in the record ralph universe and go that's a person that would yeah. be like me if i looked in the mirror i would look like that if i exist in that universe does ralph look like a real human <laughs> he's super photorealistic i guess yeah is that what happens so is that what we're supposed to when they're just chilling at, at the 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 hub station the search protector yeah. or they're going around the game do they think do they see themselves looking photorealistic human right yeah i, I, don't, I don't know, know. I, I, I i don't know <laughs> I can't answer that. It, it, they would have they would have to otherwise why would people think that ralph is this guy doing all this you know youtube yeah poop and get and it, <laughs> yeah it, it reminds me of like i think a film that i think does it or at least oh, you got me thinking uh, aside from you the got fr- me thinking Oh no! <laughs> As, aside from the first record, Ralph, which you mentioned, is uh, Inside Out. Like, right? Like, how do you okay. embody a lot of these things in your brain? Right? And I think they do right. a pretty good job. It was like, okay, yeah, the absolutely. memories are this, and this is the different parts of your brain, the subconscious. Like, okay, we get it. That like it makes a certain sense. But in this, there's too many things. It's like, okay, wait. So the people in the internet 
have buttons themselves that are watching the videos, but the videos are like, shouldn't the videos themselves be people in the internet? Like, aren't, you know what I mean? Like if an algorithm right. uh, is a, is a person, shouldn't anything be a per, like a, shouldn't a video itself be a person instead of a video, it, another video that they're like, you know what I mean? Like it, like any level mm-hmm. of thought beyond just like the, what's in front of you on the screen, it starts to kind of break down. I don't know. Like, again, it's just more distracting than anything. I don't honestly think it really takes away from the quality of the film so much. No. But it it is worth mentioning, I think. Absolutely. Um, it's weird. It is, yeah. I guess that's it. It's also, just Also, there has um, to be some sort of time dilation in the internet or their world, <laughs> right? Because the one they were waiting in long lines at the end of ebay and obviously when you're on the internet a checkout page takes not even a full second to load right like how long was he in line looking at the or people in this line looking to purchase things i don't know yeah. and also um and i thought it was kind of funny too that like it almost like because there was all the like the avatars for all what are supposed to be humans, mm-hmm. you know, and they're little mm-hmm. like the little me character kind of things. It was almost like those from our understanding of what NPCs are and when we play video games, like it was kind of a weird reversal where all the, the computer programs and characters were actually more like actually like human characters and all the human right, characters yeah. in the world were all just like mindless things just like npcs and like i'm not being very clear but do you kind of get so the disney princesses that we saw in the internet where were their own 3d versions are we getting a crossover where they meet like their like live action versions at the park or something well that's another so that's another question i have so again (laughs) stuff that's way not exactly a, a, a critical analysis of this one but um so are the Disney princesses, are they supposed to be just the characters from the films themselves? Or are they supposed to be like some sort of amalgamation of all of our collective knowledge of these characters personified in this internet thing? Like, I mean, they would have to be that you know amalgamation, saying? right? Because right. of, I mean. Well, yeah, because they say, they'd say Merida, she's from the other <laughs> studio. But they also make reference to their specific, like, adventures like they were saved by princes or but, not but like, they're aware of the fact that their characters in, in <laughs> i know that's what i was like <laughs> i don't know uh which kind of leads me i touched upon this in the intro about some interesting ideas and that is just like how self-referential this movie is obviously and i do think this film does actually a better job of it than than i was expecting or that other films like you mentioned the emoji movie i haven't seen it but i imagine that was pretty crappy, and this did a better job of that kind of meta-level <laughs> self-referential humor. But at the same time, it's like Disney making fun of itself. But is it – like, I don't know. Like, how do you feel – like, yeah, we're a big – we're taking over the world. Ah, ha, ha, it's all in good fun. And they make fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's toothless. Like, it's not – you're not really – it's harmless. You're not really offering any biting criticism because, you know, no. you're impervious well, to So that. it's funny so, that you bring that up because there was a scene that they said was specifically cut, right? Did you hear about the Star Wars scene that got cut? Okay. Oh, okay. Do tell. oh the Kylo. Yeah, they yeah, had a Kylo that. Ren joke where they were joking about him being a spoiled child. 
and it was going to be i mean i can't speak to the scene itself because i didn't nobody's seen it but like it would you know you would assume it would be him yeah. kind of throwing a tantrum and stuff like that which would obviously resonate with people who have seen those movies because that is a criticism yeah, that people exactly. have of his character right it's not a criticism that is his character <laughs> that is the intent it of his criticism that people have that film for that are stupid uh, <laughs> but they were Anyways, told continue. by lucasfilm they had that or i told slash asked I'm doing air quotes over here uh, mm-hmm. that they can't have that scene because they're actively using Kylo Ren and they don't want it having an impact on people's opinion of him as those movies are coming out. Right. So like, yeah, that, I mean, I heard it was from Disney itself. Not oh, from well, Lucasfilm. I'm right here. It says Lucasfilm, but mm-hmm. oh, okay. Or well, yeah. Okay. But yeah, right. I want to, I want to, uh, well, sorry, I was just going to say, I think that's like the perfect example of a chance to actually take a swipe at themselves, right? And be like, hey, yeah, you know, here's a, a thing that we're doing that is taking some criticism and things like that. And yeah. making fun well, of themselves. I think but they kind of. When it came to that, they, they, they maybe are best not to. I think it's, they're probably better not to take a stance on opinions of their stories and characters when the state of the internet star wars fandom is just the dumpster fire it's probably best to just yeah, not that's true too. take a side on, on while, any we're, of those while we're on that i, I wanna, think the I, internet I go... is wrong the last jedi is amazing okay okay um i want to go back to oh my disney because i was thinking about this and i uh while you were talking about that i was uh tuning out and doing some research but, to know um, what you do when other people are <laughs> talking thank you no, uh, no, not not always. Um, I I had this thought because okay, so the website they go to so that they can make all the Disney stuff happen is Oh My yeah. Disney, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when that website was established. Like Disney made a real big de- deal about it, and I clicked around and I looked, and I was like, "What is why is?" Because it's like a it's like a BuzzFeed type blog. Yeah. They're like it's like Disney is trying to do like their own type of BuzzFeed, and it seems so forced trendy to me. And like maybe that's just because it's Disney and they're trying to and it it would you know yeah, and it's yeah. eye rolly but it seems so forced trendy to me and I couldn't wrap my head around what they were trying to accomplish with this who this who the demographic was for Oh My Disney right yeah. so I had this weird fleeting thought while I was watching the trailers and then again while I was watching the movie like is it possible that they came up with Oh My Disney because they knew that in the Wreck It Ralph sequel they wanted to be able to do this whole thing. <laughs> That, I is mean, it possible that they created? Uh, here's the thing, though. Wrecker Ralph came out in 2012. Oh, my Disney was created in 2012. I mean, I it's not. Yeah, it's not impossible. I think it's possible. I, I maybe they didn't have specific. Like, okay, obviously at that point they probably didn't have an exact idea of Wrecker Ralph two. But I want to put it past them to have an idea of like general. Oh, okay, that was successful, and we know we want to do something with the internet for the next one. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so in these vague terms, being able to set up for that. I mean, it does seem like a pretty grand thing just for a throwaway kind I'm of I'm going to put my, I'm going to keep my, my, I'm going to keep my tinfoil hat on. I'm going to say <laughs> that website only exists so I could put it in Wreck It Ralph 2. It's <laughs> the only way to justify wrong. that website's existence. Challenge, challenge, prove me wrong. <laughs> hey, hear that, everyone? That's your challenge. Prove it's that hot wrong. take. Yep, Chunk's hot take. <laughs> um,. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, my point was though, yeah, I just think that like, like it's good. And it, it is a certain you give Disney a certain level of credit for kind of poking fun of themselves, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. Like, imagine the Empire in Star Wars, like saying, "Ha ha, we we blew up Alderaan. Oh, we're the worst, aren't we?" Like, 
yeah, you are. You can't joke about that. That's awful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> like obviously it's not that, but uh, instead of using yeah, a real world people, scenario, but right. Enough people don't seem to understand that Kylo, that, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's which true. Is frust- which that is, is frustrating. True. Uh, well, there you go. State uh, of the internet. So, and the world. One, th- one thing I did section. really like, uh, kind of very similar to the first movie, was when they first entered the internet and they were seeing everything. Because it still, it felt like this was new territory for us mm-hmm. as viewers. And it was the, how are they going to portray the internet? And it was nice to see things yeah. like Amazon yeah. and eBay and Google, Goggle, yeah. r- right, whatever, all, all that stuff. Yeah. One thing I did notice that I don't think a lot of people noticed was there was also... Uh, overseas major companies like there was the Tencent Penguin in there. I did notice. That. I did notice that. I am sure yeah. there's lots of things you I missed and hmm. things that they intentionally put in there is like Easter eggs on some, you know like freeze frame but, a lot of those shots and find you think cool they had to pay to there. use those all those? Oh, I'm sure they did. I wonder about that because I I when they what it was it was yeah. BuzzTube. Like yeah. they didn't use they did YouTube, mention, they did have YouTube, YouTube, but there was a but YouTube logo. YouTube. Yeah. So I wonder what the I wonder what the reasoning is there. I do wonder if like, do you think it was uh, the script dictating that decision? Like, I would like to, I, I'd like to believe that, but at the same time, it's like I wonder if YouTube's like or or Google because they didn't even really use Google; they used the Know It All thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like okay, yeah, you can use us, but you you can't like I don't know. You we don't want to be portrayed anyway. Yeah, we don't wanna, so we don't want people to have an opinion based on what you say about us. Exactly. Like, I could see a situation like that because like to me saying, making something called BuzzTube, like it's obviously BuzzFeed and YouTube, right? Those yeah. are two things that we know, but like there isn't really anything new, super buzz, buzzfeedy about yeah. it. No, it just it, really just feels like we really need to just come up <laughs> with another YouTube. Exactly. That, uh, and obviously cause they're, they're owned by Google, but also because they do use eBay, like eBay is so prominently part of the plot that it is, it's like, they didn't come up with another version of eBay. They just used eBay. Right. So it makes it f- feel a little bit strange, stranger that they didn't use YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. and I have to yeah. wonder if, because the portrayal of YouTube is kind of like, it, it kind of makes it the whole thing seemed kind of shallow, right? Yeah. Like the idea, like, oh, something stupid could go viral and people can make money yeah. off of it. Like people have opinions about that. Yeah. But they don't really have, they don't, If to my like if memory, all the stuff about eBay in the movie doesn't really have like a, anything that could be portrayed, like, like have a, that kind of an opinion about, right? Like it's yeah, just no, like, it's... what is eBay? It's a place where you buy stuff online and yeah. it, it if it serves the plot exactly what how the website serves us exactly essentially and uh, <laughs> so I, yeah i mean it, it is and it's clever and i thought again clever of all the ways like the the instagram and like the whole bunch of just like hipsters in the art gallery and stuff and the pinterest mm. and stuff i did think it was funny that like that weapon he uses to kill the it's a giant, pin. A giant yeah. pin from pinterest like i wonder if pinterest had any say in, like i don't know maybe disney owns pinterest i don't i'm sure some big conglomerate owns it but anyways uh but all those things were just like i, I will say that for a movie about the internet for a kid, for a kids movie about the internet, somehow they're able to navigate it without including any 
of the actual awfulness of the internet, which is nearly impossible, which is all of the internet essentially. Like you know what I mean? Well, they they did make they did commentary on comment section, and they yeah. also went they also went to the dark net. Well, that was it. They like really vague, just like references to yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> the dark net was just like oh no, what's going to happen here? <laughs> uh, uh, but well, we I, we did kind of go into a lot of detail on what we had criticisms of, but I, I don't think we all, we said at the beginning, we all liked it. I think our criticisms, you know, shouldn't be. I don't think this is going to be, I don't think this is going to be as enduring for me as the first one. I, I think yeah. I was with you. I think I saw the first one probably four or five times also. Yeah. Again, just, you know, asterisk. I didn't pay any of those times, but, uh, still working in the movie theater at the time, but I don't, I don't know that I'll go back and see this one again. Um, I'll I'll probably buy it just because I have all, I have yeah. a collection of all the revival Disney movies, but I I'm not as like leaping I'm not as like eager to watch this again as I was the first one. Um, but I yeah I think I had a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, it's it's fun. It it's a good family family or otherwise film. It's funny. It's charming. There's good characters, and surprisingly, actually has uh somewhat complex and interesting message especially for this type of film something you definitely would not expect so for no other reason it should be seen for for that i think um, yeah, absolutely um even if it is maybe lacking a little bit of the originality and i don't know je ne sais quoi the first oh time. you know, you know what meta joke i did like though Tell uh, me. the the mid-credits stinger I did like that. That one got me. Oh, that one got me. That was really good. With the little got, girl got, talking about yeah. how she hated and when I was sad because they trailer. showed in the trailer. Although they still had a shot stuff in the trailer that was not in the actual film. <laughs> so I thought um, the, the scene yeah. where yes is just like or they're talking to yes and it's r- explaining rough. the title of the movie. Yeah, and like should it be called Rex the Internet? And you're like, Yeah, you're not wrong. Like that was not in the film. But yeah, um, that that struck me as a thing that they, was for the trailer. But yeah, well, how about that after the credit scene? Yeah, uh, I, well, the funny oh thing is, gosh. yeah, which I thought was actually again another one that's really clever. And actually, I did laugh at that, but it was kind of spoiled because I was reading the credits and it said that song. I did too. Yeah, and I was like, like, wait, I, that yeah. song was never in the movie. Oh wait, I know what's going to happen. So and then it happened. And it, but it was really, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Also, the the Frozen two bit was yeah. pretty funny too because yeah. that movie's in production and i was like there's no way they're not gonna it's this is this is no way and, and then that yep, was there you go that was great that it was, was like the perfect yeah. you know if you're having a movie about the internet you gotta have yeah guys get rick rolled somewhere in there so yeah anyways well um what did you guys think about uh record off to rough breaks the internet? and by you guys i mean the internet what did the internet think think about being broken by record off um let us know give us a call live on air um or just email us or leave a comment our phones ringing no my phone's not i put on silent though so anyways um well the end of the year is upon us which means there are lots of juicy films coming out so we will probably have multiple a lot of good episodes coming up the next we're gonna we're not gonna watch any of the good ones we're gonna go specifically watch all the blockbusters that will most likely be mediocre to bad Um, (laughs) you know aquaman aquaman spider-man uh bumblebee um, <laughs> I expect Spider Man's going to be decent. I expect, Bumblebee. I, I know. I'm making. Admit. I'm making jokes. Uh, I also think Aquaman looks like it has the potential to be. 
Uh, yeah, well, good. of course you do, Chris. Of course you do. <laughs> well, I mean, if, honestly, if you watch that final trailer and you don't think that, oh, this could be an under, another Wonder Woman, then you're just being a jaded a-hole, I think. But The, the well, most recent one has been better than any other ones. I'm still Call skeptical. me Mr. Jaded A-hole. You are Mr. Jaded A-hole. That's what right? your students. I'm students. changing, I'm changing he, he all He gave you permission. Of, you yeah. call him that. <laughs> I'm changing all your contacts to Mr. Jaded A-hole. <laughs> All right, he, he hacked you. Uh, yeah. Well, we got plenty of stuff, and we'll probably try to do maybe some like end of year kind of review. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure some stuff out. Some holiday By end of episodes. year. Are we are we reviewing twenty eighteen as a year? Yeah. This boy. Why not? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's right up there with Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Um, <laughs> the kingdom has fallen. <laughs> oh, no. um, How can so we stop all dozens of those dinosaurs? Yeah. Look out for those episodes coming at you um thanks for tuning in thanks for listening hope you had fun um but until next time gotta wreck it see see us after the credits sometime (laughs) why don't you why don't you